Embrace the Day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Now, if I said to you that it is 40 years since the release of Spirit of Place from Goenna, would you do what I did and kind of freak out and realise how old you are? Well, I'm sure my next guest uh, is only feeling sprightly and young. It is... uh, the lead singer, the frontman of Go Anna, a band that uh, that was a soundtrack for uh, for a lot of my life in the eighties, and I'm probably for a lot of you as well. Good morning, and uh, thanks for joining me, Shane Howard. Good morning, Tracy. And yes, forty years is kind of a terrifying number, isn't it? It is. It really is. But look, I mean, Go Anna, you were just uh, you were so far ahead of your time, weren't you? With uh, with the the indigenous uh, culture, you, you started to call out people on uh, on what was going on. Tell me, I understand that uh, that this uh, this initial album it came from a ten day camping trip to Uluru, um, which obviously was known as Ayers Rock back in uh, back in the time. But it came it became a real spiritual awakening for you didn't it uh it was powerful it was a very very powerful time very powerful experience i, I was run down i'd been cook um I, we had a young family i was we were touring as a band we weren't really making any money no one knew who we were back then and um i got very very run down the doctor said you need a break and then uh my wife generously during the holidays let me go um i'd always wanted to go to Uluru and she let me go and i just took a little three minute two-man tent and went and camped out there. It was pretty basic in those days. And mm. I experienced an inma, a cobbery, um, met the people there, asked permission to walk the country, um, met some amazing old people. I was a young girl. I didn't quite understand where I was, you know, uh, but I wanted, I wasn't naive. I'd hitchhiked up the East Coast of Australia when I was a young bloke and met Aboriginal people everywhere. Growing up in southwest Victoria, there were Aboriginal people everywhere. The signs of neglect, racism, abuse, you know, were everywhere uh, in that era, in the 70s and 80s. And, um, but I wanted to see if culture was still alive, were people still practising culture, was the dance ceremony, was language being spoken. And um, I found it in in an amazing coincidence. I, I happened to intersect at a time when the people from down south of Uluru were reconnecting with Uluru to renew their connection and to open a little um, a little canvas tent they put up to sell um, artefacts like punu, um, you know, burnt carved goannas and um, things like that. So, and, and that grew into, in the 40 years in between, that's grown into Maracu Arts, which now trades all around the world um, from Western Desert Artists. So it was an amazing time. And a lot of those people were first contact people who'd come in from the, from the desert. You know, had lived a, a, a traditional nomadic life. I, I didn't realise how deeply I had fallen into that experience and witnessing in uh, dance ceremony in the firelight at the base of Uluru, the full moon over the back, rising against the silhouetted form. Powerful, mm. really powerful images, powerful experiences, deep culture, and you know, once you know something, you can't unknow it. And I. Then came back to Alice Springs after that 10 days out there, and I saw, again, the brutality of what we'd done here as white sellers. I saw how we were not a civilization. We brought, we brought, um, we brought terrible prejudice to this place, and I, I couldn't be proud, then travelling around the country, I couldn't be proud of, 
Mm. The country I lived in anymore. I couldn't do anything. I, I was an unknown guy singing in a little band, and little did I know that that song would go on to become so popular. So in that sense, Tracy, I think it was our generation that made it popular, and I think our generation was ready for change. I do. Um, I do note you. Uh, you know your disappointment in uh, in your country. It, it wasn't a country that you and I grew up in, was it? It, it was something very different, and uh, and it was almost like two two separate countries. It was, and um, of course, stepping into that Aboriginal reality at Uluru that time, I it was a country I didn't recognise. I went. I thought I knew what Australia was, but here was this old ancient culture, this deep civilization, this beautiful spiritual uh, intelligence of work. And I thought, from there you go, what have we done here? Mm. You know, we've um, we've just, you know, chewed it up, um, pushed these people who are the, the sovereign people of the country, pushed them into the background, ignored them, neglected them. So uh, it was a great injustice that presented itself to me, as well as a, a really beautiful spiritual intelligence. Mm. And it could set me on a journey that's gone on for 40 years. Oh, and I just wanted to do something, and I, all I could do was write a song. I didn't know that it would go on to resonate. And look, it, it was pre the Paul Kelly days. It was pre Midnight Oil. You know, I know that uh, your uh, your album publisher at the time, WEA, they uh, they were very reluctant to release uh, solid rock because they were just concerned about uh, how politically sensitive it was, and that it wouldn't get airtime on uh, on commercial radio. Wow, that you really blew that out of the water. Well, and I mean, look, in that sense, fair play to, you know, to, in those days, you know, DJs on radio stations could play what they wanted to play a lot of the time, and uh, it wasn't as controlled as it is these days. So, uh, you know, our generation took to it. I, I didn't think it would be commercially successful. I thought we might get a bit of airplay and maybe get to travel to Sydney, but I felt very strongly that a band called Goanna doing what we're doing, that that should be our first sort of statement out there. Um, yeah, and the record company were like, we're committing all this energy and resources to a song we wanted to be commercially successful. But, you know, um, history writes its own story. It really does. Now, tell me about uh, 1983. A, uh, a young Bob Brown uh, invited you to uh, to come and have a look in Tasmania and, and tour what was going on down uh, down at the Franklin River. And uh, you know, off you went again. He was another story that needed to be told. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, we Goanna. We cut our teeth in Geelong. We were a Geelong band, and we cut our teeth down the Great Ocean Road, and we witnessed the dwindling Otway Forest in our, you know, growing up. Um, the beautiful Otway Forest, which are kind of an extension, if you go back 12,000 years uh, to the last ice age, they're an extension of the Tarkine Forest in the northeast of Tasmania. Um, beautiful temperate rainforest. And so we did a lot of benefit concerts to try and, you know, save the Otways and things like that in our time. So when the Franklin came up and we saw those images and after what had happened to Lake Peter, the goddess's bath, this most magnificent, one of the natural wonders of the world, being damned in the 70s, mm. I think there was a great uh, energy and desire by a lot of young people to make sure that that didn't happen again. And I, I met Bob in Sydney, Bob Brown, and I told him how I was interested in the campaign and he said well you should go down and see for yourself what's at stake maybe you'll write a song about it 
And I did. I, I wrote that, and it was the fastest I think I've ever worked as a writer. Um, within a week, we were back in Melbourne playing the Stop the Drop concert with Midnight Oil in Excess and Red Gum and mm. others. And um, and we performed with the Franklin Five for the first time, and John Schumann and some of the Red Gum guys joined us. And um, that recording was with the basis of the single that we released within a few weeks. And it, I'd like to think that it helped to keep the issue alive when it was starting to fade from the front page of uh, newspapers. And then, of course, Bob Hawke and Paul Keating came to power uh, in March of 83 and with a commitment to protect the Franklin River from being dammed. And, again, the rest is history. But mm. it's funny, Tracy, you think those... Those issues are little topical issues at the time. You don't really see their place in the great sweep of history, but that was really the beginning of the environmental movement in earnest in Australia. And um, I thought that the Franklin's way would blow away in the wind as just a, be a, uh, maybe helpful for a, a month or so, but... Um, it's still know. going, yeah. You are Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. I'm speaking with uh, the front man of Goenna as we celebrate 40 years of spirit of place. Shane, obviously Goenna um, disbanded in, in 87 to, uh, to much sadness. What have you been doing since? I know that you've, uh, you've embarked on a, on a solo career. What's been going on? Well, it's been full on, actually. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> a lot of children, uh, a lot of grandchildren, um, but a lot of travelling, a lot of touring. There's 14 solo albums, you know, in the wake of it, during in that period. I never stopped touring. I've kept going all these years, making records, mentoring, travelling to Aboriginal communities and working in my own local community, um, you know, to create, um, working with the local community, to establish a cultural festival here in South West Victoria, where I grew up and where I came back to live. Um, Mary Black in 1993, out of the blue, the Queen of Irish Song. Um, I toured with her and she went back to Ireland and recorded one of my songs, Flesh and Blood, and it became a top five hit in Ireland and then spread into Europe and America. John Farnham recorded Talk of the Town, a song I wrote you know, when I was living up in the Gulf of Carpentaria after going there. And, I've travelled a lot. I lived a lot of places. I've been a lot of places. <laughs> I've done a lot of things, <laughs> and some of them were so good. I did those things again. Um, lots of amazing. Um, and I, look, I'm in the middle of a memoir, um, Tracy, because uh, I think the only way I can possibly explain what has really been a really interesting journey um, is to write about it. And it's interesting because of who I've met along the way. Some. You know, amazing experiences in remote Aboriginal communities, amazing experiences in Ireland and travelling to America and Europe and um, meeting great people and um, gathering all all that experience up into song. And, um, you know, there are hundreds of songs now, and I love them all as much as I do Solid Rock, you know, uh, as powerful as that song has been and continues to be and has shaped my life in many ways. Um, all those other songs are just as powerful mm. and meaningful to me, and I love them all like my kids. When, when are we going to uh, to see the memoir? Uh, how long's a piece of string? <laughs> if Goanna would just if Goanna would just get off the road, off the road, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but look, it's a really lovely opportunity. Um, you know, COVID gave me a lot of time to sit and reflect and get that really knocked into shape. Mm. But I've been hammering away at it for 12 years. But it's a busy life. It's, it is. Um, 
It sounds you know, like it. Um, we haven't even talked about the fact that you're headed to Ayers Rock before you come to Newcastle this weekend. Well, that's how I got tomorrow. I uh, we fly to as a solo artist. I fly to uh, Alice Springs, and I, I do a show out of Alice in one of the the gaps out there, um, out under the night sky, with the Central Australian Aboriginal Desert Women's Choir. Um, and it's part of the Desert Songs Festival. But in the middle of it, in the middle of it all, um, there are a number of telescopes set up, and so there's stargazing. Uh, it's a great chance to play a lot of different songs and to um, to uh, to work with the um, to work with those incredible women um, in the Aboriginal Desert Women's Choir who are really beautiful. They hold they've got a whole journey and story of their own. You know, they took Lutheran hymns back to Germany a few years ago that the Germans had lost, and um, yet another example of how Aboriginal people hold and value history and even though this was an imposed um you know, christian tradition that came on them from the lutheran missionaries like at hermansburg and those places in central australia they held on to those hymns they translated them into language and they took them back to germany and they sounded really the the uh, lutheran communities in, wow. uh, in germany um this country is full of stories it's just pouring out of the landscape and as a songwriter, you know, for years in this country, we thought all the big action was happening overseas in Europe or America or somewhere. But our country is amazing. It's full of stories. And um, for a songwriter, um, I need a couple more lifetimes. <laughs> as a songwriter and as an activist, so 40 years, obviously, since uh, since we, we saw Spirit of Place and, and in particular Solid Rock, are we any further forward, or have we still got so, so far to go? There's always further to go, but we've come a long way. I, I must admit I started to despair in the late 90s. I thought this country might never change, and um, but I, I've been proved wrong. Um, I'd have to say this next generation, I think we stood still for about 25 mm. years, but this next generation, they see beyond colour, they see beyond race, they see beyond um, gender, they see beyond all those things, and I think they're much more accepting as the next generation of um, they're very tolerant, you know, like uh, live and let live and let people be. Um, so I think in that sense, you know, Australia was a country that gave the world um, a powerful vision of democracy, and that grew out of the Eureka Stockade in 1854. And look, my great-grandfather was arrested. Maybe there's something in the genes that uh, <laughs> was arrested there. But, you know, we are one of the few countries in the world that elect our upper house and our lower house, our senators and our, our lower house. Um, we have a great democratic tradition here. And, you know, if we can get these things right, and they're starting to emerge. I mean, it's great to hear broadcasters talk about which country they're broadcasting mm. from now. Or all these things emerging, there's a much more much more affirmative action in regard to Aboriginal people's rights. Um, the discussions are much further down the track than they were 40 years ago. Uh, and I still am hopeful that there's no reason why we can't build a, a really brilliant, tolerant nation. Um, and that is really the land of the fair go. And why not, why not be that country? Why not be a beacon of hope? Uh, that holds a torch up in a really troubled and confused world. Um, 
you know, and there's no reason why we can't, Australia can't be that shining example in the world. You've just given me uh, so much encouragement there. You you really have. Now, you, of course, you are on uh, the Goanna 40-year tour. How's it been so far? Where have you been? It started in June, I believe, did it, or March? Well, we started in March. We did um, um, we did a little show in Dean's Marsh, which is in the middle of the Otways. It was a great little community show just to, under the nom de plume Gordon Franklin and the Wilderness Ensemble. Okay, so uh, we need is, to keep an eye out for that if that ever appears anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You've just blown that one out. <laughs> <laughs> which is how we released Let the Franklin Flow all mm. those years ago, uh, under the nom de plume. But, um, yeah, and then we did a show, one of the first shows we did was in Geelong, of course, just out of Geelong with Midnight Oil uh, at Mount Dunedin State. And that was great to go with our old troublemakers and trailblazers and do a show together and particularly back in Geelong which was our stomping ground mm-hmm. back in the in the late 70s so um and then we went to Wom Adelaide and uh you know like 15,000 people it was an amazing experience and a lot of love out there for the old Goanna we then went north to Cairns and worked our way down through north through Queensland uh across Alice Springs into the Northern Territory and up to Darwin um so it's been uh, been really great, Tracy, to reconnect with a lot of old friends, a lot of old faces, um, and relive those stories, I think, for people. It's a chance for us now to New South Wales mm. and then across to West Australia, um, then down to Tasmania and then back into Victoria, and we'll finish up in Geelong, where we set out from all those years ago. Um, but it's a chance to say farewell, a chance to say thank you to the audience and to all those people who supported us all through all those years and um, and made gave us a career as artists and supported those ideas that we were trying to amplify about the importance of environment, about the importance of justice, about Aboriginal people's rights and the bad deal they got in this country. And, um, and, and yeah, I think there's something to celebrate about how far we've come that we have those things are much better attended to these days than they were 40 years ago. Well, it is going to be fantastic. You, uh, you're at the Civic Theatre here in Newcastle on Saturday. The, uh, well, you're coming to a Awabakal and Waramai lands, my friend, and uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll well and truly welcome you with open arms. Um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on, uh, on 40 years of spirit in place and just the incredible career that has been, uh, been Goenna and then, of course, your solo career after it. But uh, we are celebrating Goenna, so congratulations, and I can't wait to welcome you here to Newcastle. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks so much. Looking forward to being on Awabakal and Waramai country. And um, we love coming to Newcastle. Newcastle's like the New South Wales sister city to Geelong. They were big industrial centres, working class people. We came from that reality. Um, and we always fell at home in Newcastle. I must admit, though, we do miss the old workers' club with oh. the horseshoe balcony. Um, <laughs> You're not we'll, the only uh, one, mate. You're not the only one. Uh, that was, we had some amazing nights in that place, and uh, but we'll live it up at the Civic Theatre. You will. Again. You're a bit more refined these days. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> what have you done with the old Goanna? Come on. Yeah, we'll still rock the joint, no worries. That's great to hear. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Have a wonderful time in um, in Ayers Rock, um, up in Alice Springs, sorry, and uh, and we'll see you uh, we see you down here on Saturday. Great. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you, friend. Bye.
That is uh, Shane Howard from uh, from Goanna and 40 years of spirit in place. Just incredible, isn't it? If you would like tickets, make sure you head to the Civic Theatre Newcastle website. It is happening on Saturday, the 17th of September, right here on Awabakal and Waramai land. And to celebrate, how can we not play Goanna and Solid Rock? You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.